Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. kids welcome to another fun episode my name is Kristen and I am your host along with my son Asher today we're going to learn about the different ways people say hello in different parts of the world Asher's daddy and I have traveled to several different countries around the world, and oftentimes I find myself awkwardly not knowing what to do because I wasn't quite sure how to properly greet the locals. Bye. About a smile and a wave is always a safe way to let people know you are happy to meet them wherever you go. I think that's a safe assumption. But I learned over the years that in some cultures, what we think might be an appropriate way to greet someone in the United States might not always be okay in other cultures. But as we always say, everybody is different. Every family is different. And that's okay. So, Asher, how do we greet people here in the United States? I say hello and then I run away. Everybody really does have their own way. (laughs) But usually we either wave, give a friendly nod, or in some formal business settings, we do a handshake. Hello. But after COVID-19, because we don't want to spread any germs, some people want to give a fist bump. Yep. The fist bump or an elbow bump is now an acceptable form of greeting anyone, even in the workplace but a handshake is still appreciated too. But in some countries like Korea and Japan, it is more normal to bow when you meet someone. Exactly. In Korea, we call it inza. Wow. And every person you meet, especially if they are a grown-up or someone older than you, you bow. Hmm. The lower the bow, the greater the respect you're trying to show. I saw people bow and do a handshake. In Korea. Yep. In business settings, it is more common to bow and greet with the handshake at the same time. So, do really old people never bow to anyone because there's not many older people than them? Uh-oh. That's a really great question. But our grandparents and elders also bow to people that might be younger than them. But it depends on the situation. If the person they are meeting is in a formal setting. No matter what the age is, they would bow. But I think my harmony, which means grandma in Korean, bows to me when she sees me because she's always trying to remind me that I have to do that when I see her. <laughs> but I forget all the time. <laughs> That's right. We live in America, so it's very common that we forget to bow to our Korean elders, and that's okay. 
but when we go visit Korea, I do have to remind both Asher and Arden to bow to our family and friends when we visit because it's considered respectful. In France, they kiss. Well, to clarify, it's not kissing on the lips. But it's customary, meaning it's a common practice, to kiss on the cheek three or four times. This is a common greeting for family, friends, and close acquaintances. Are you really kissing them on the cheek? Well, no. It's more like leaning forward, touching cheek to cheek, and kissing the air while you make a little light kissing sound with your lips. But not too loudly. Like this? Quieter than that. Oh. (laughs) But you don't do this with everyone in France, right? Oh, absolutely not. According to our native French friends, you only greet someone this way in France when you know them well. But there are exceptions where it's considered polite to greet someone this way, even if you meet them for the first time. Like friends of friends. Or if you're visiting their house. Yeah, kind of like how sometimes in America, we choose to hug someone when we meet them for the first time if we have a connection with them through family or friends. I don't like hugging people I meet for the first time. No, no, no. Just a hi. Daddy prefers to just give a friendly wave or a handshake too. But I love hugging people. So if the situation is okay to do so, Mommy always prefers a big hug. Group hug. Next is Thailand. We have a friend named Amy that is from Thailand. Yep, and we learned that greeting in Thailand is often gestured with two palms together with fingertips touching the nose. Kind of like prayer hands. I pray like that sometimes. This style of greeting shows respect for the other person, or it's a general way of greeting your elders. Do you also bow while you're doing this prayer hand? Slightly. Probably not as much as they do in Korea and Japan, but it also shows how much you want to show your respect to the person you are greeting. Also, don't maintain eye contact. But that makes sense, because you're bowing. Yes, while these are little guidelines that follow this style of greeting, sometimes it might not be possible to greet someone with prayer hands because you're holding things or you're in a rush. In that case, it's okay to just give a slight bow to honor the person. That makes sense. So lately, Asher and Arden learned about the Eskimo kiss. They've been rubbing their noses together for fun, but in some areas around the world, greeting someone with their nose is considered a common practice. I love rubbing my nose with mommy because it makes me feel close. It feels snuggly. I think so too. In New Zealand, which is a beautiful country and island in the South Pacific Ocean, A traditional way to greet someone is by pressing noses and foreheads together while inhaling the breath. This greeting comes from the Maori people. Maori people are the native Polynesian people of New Zealand. And they were the first people to live in New Zealand from a long, long time ago. 
Today, the Maori communities make up about 16% of New Zealand's population. They are a very important part of the New Zealand culture, and their language is the official language of the country. So, if you're ever visiting a Maori community in New Zealand, the Hongi is going to be a common way to greet visitors, so make sure you're ready for it. There are other countries that greet using the nose too. The custom of rubbing noses is not just with the Maori people, but with many indigenous people around the world. Countries like Oman and the United Arab Emirates, the tradition is rubbing noses and shaking hands at the same time. Next, in some parts of Philippines, Indonesia, and Malaysia, Elders, like grandmas and grandpas. Yep, the elders are greeted by the younger people by taking one of the elders' hand gently and pressing it on your forehead. This gesture is called mano, and it is used to show respect. I like that because it's kind of like how I take mommy's hand, put it to my face. In Tibet, though this isn't always commonly practiced nowadays, don't be surprised if a local sticks their tongue out when they meet you for the first time. Sticking the tongue out like they're teasing? <laughs> well, in our country and some cultures around the world, we do think that sticking our tongue out at someone might be a way of teasing. But in Tibet, it can be a way to greet someone. I love that, but we can't do that here. Because someone might think I'm making fun of them. Hmm, interesting. Yep, this form of greeting dates back to a long time ago when there was an evil king that had a black tongue. <gasps> no way! He did a lot of bad things while he was king. Ah, that's scary that he had a black tongue. <laughs> So the people in Tibet at that time were scared that this bad king would come back to life to do more bad things. Oh no! So people started sticking their tongue out to show others that they also do not have a black tongue, like the bad king did. I'm so glad I don't have a black tongue. My tongue is pink. So big and full of so many cultures, we could learn about this forever. Before traveling to a new country, even if you are visiting as a tourist, it's kind to learn about how the locals like to say hello and greet strangers. And our family loves traveling to new places, so this was a very fun topic to learn about. Let's end our episode with some jokes, as we always do. I'll go first. Go. How did the kitchen say hello? How? He gave a microwave. <laughs> I get it. Yep. Your turn. Go go go. Why did the banana go to the doctor? Because it wasn't peeling well. That one might have been too easy. What kind of tree fits in your hand? 
what? A palm tree. <laughs> a good one, a really good one. I'm glad you finally like my joke. That's all we have for today, but please don't forget to subscribe to our channel because we have a very exciting episode coming up next. This is a topic that Asher is so excited about, and I think he wants to give us a big clue. I'm spelling something, but I'm not saying the word. Do you know? Hmm. Well, I think you may or may not have given a big clue, so our listeners will have to tune in next week to find out. And grown-ups, don't forget to check out our Instagram page and leave us a review to let us know what you want to learn about next. Until next time, see you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile. We've all been there. You're standing in a museum, staring at a painting, and all you can think is, I don't get it. To me, knowing the story behind an artwork is a huge part of knowing how to look at it. I'm Amanda, the host of the Art of History podcast, where we view history through the lens of some really great works of art. Each episode, we dive deep into the bigger picture behind some familiar and maybe not so familiar pieces. Check out Art of History now wherever you get your podcasts.